Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here is welcome to another episode of Tommy Talk. My name is Juan, do my triple partner, Anthony. This is a judo podcast for judo players by two judo players. So, Anthony, how you doing? Uh, we're recording this episode on a Thursday, I believe. So I'm going to try and get this edited and uploaded by tomorrow because we've been busy this last week. Usually we record on a Sunday. Yeah. And that gives me like the whole week to like think about what we talked about. And maybe we said something, I should cut it out or, like, you know, like, <laughs> well, wants something bad right there. Got to yeah, take so that out right this there. is going to, this is going to be monetized. dangerous. This is going to be dangerous where, where we're just, we're just going to record, edit it, upload it. Bam. So it's ready for tomorrow. Cause we've been busy. I, I don't, you went on you. I should be asking you how, how is, how did, how is it for you? Cause we went, we took, we're recording late because you went on a trip with your wife, right? Yeah. Screw it. We're doing it live. I'm going to put out the right now. <laughs> No, it's actually, um, I had a very interesting week, uh, the day we normally record. It started off with it going to be a, a weekend trip. It was going to be like a two, three-day weekend trip. And then it changed into, uh, let's just do a day trip. And we're going to go up north. Day trips suck. Yeah, I, I kind of don't like day trips. That's why I kept on pushing. Like, well, let's, if we go somewhere, Stay let's spend the night. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's stressful, like yeah. dealing traffic. Yeah, so originally it was going to be a day trip. And it was going to be... Um, about an hour and a half hour up north we're going to try to go to and then she decided no no let's go to san diego instead and i was like all right san diego that's a two-hour drive south yeah. then what, like, two okay, hours i went there it was like a three hour you can do okay i'm not saying your car too. <laughs> next time we next time we go to uh, no, las vegas but, for judo i'm we went, driving yeah, again <laughs> when, you, when we went to vegas you're the one here going like 100 miles an hour be like hey one look what i can do <laughs> Hey, my car sounds like it's going to 100. We're going like 80, okay? No, I was in the back seat. Like, I, was, I started in the front, ended up in the back. And like, oh my God, the G-Force is too much. No, so uh, then it turned into we actually just did a day trip out by you. And I didn't want to tell you I was out by you because I didn't want to like upset you or nothing. But we ended up just going to um, Redondo Beach for the day. That's a nice beach. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, you, you go to quality seafoods. Which one's that one? Is that the big? You know, uh, by the pier, there's a the seafood market where you yeah you can order yeah. crabs and stuff, and they'll steam it for you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I I remember the name of the places, but normally yeah. when we go there, we usually just walk around the we walk around the rocks and stuff. And we kind of she calls it hunting because we'll like mm-hmm. look for we'll look for stuff. You know, we'll look for crustaceans and stuff. I take off some um uh what is it those um oysters and stuff. She'll have me mm-hmm. do all that work for her. Yeah. It was a funny thing that she, she would do all the work and then it's like, okay, okay, let's put it all back now. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I just climbed all of, over these rocks to get this stuff for you. Now you want to go back because the first time we did it, we used, we used to do it at another beach over by Protocol. Mm-hmm. And we brought home a bunch of stuff one time and she ended up just maybe throwing half of it or two thirds of it away. Mm-hmm. She's like, I can't figure out how to cook this or it's not the same. It's not as fresh. I thought it was going to be, or it's like, mm-hmm. yes, it's the LA water. What did you expect? But, so next time you come out here where I am, there's, mm-hmm. uh, there, have you ever been to uh, Point Vicente out no, here? No. Um, it's like near where Torrance Beach is, but further south, there's like a bluff and people go mm-hmm. out there to go whale watching, actually. Mm-hmm. Actually, I shouldn't talk about this on the podcast. I don't want people to find out my secret spot. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, it's actually, uh, I'll send it to you next time. There, it's mm-hmm. a great spot to watch the sunset, actually, and yeah. um, whale watching and everything. So, I recommend you go there. Take your wife there. It's really yeah. nice. So we were supposed to go there early in the morning, but mm-hmm. um, so we, we did end up going. 
uh, there's something did happen in the morning. Tab, I actually haven't told you about this yet. I've told other people at the dojo about it, but um, we didn't go in the morning, like in the well, still early afternoon, like around ten in the morning stuff, and. Mm-hmm. We ate at this one seafood restaurant we always eat at. She was very unhappy with the food there because she wasn't happy with the crab. But then we were walking and we like, I show like, look, this yeah. is what I wanted to really show you because my, my wife is lazy. She doesn't like walking that much. <laughs> she doesn't listen was, to the podcast, right? No, no. Okay. But it was supposed to be a day trip. So we brought our fishing rod with us because, and this is funny, like she wants to go fishing all the time, but she doesn't want to do the work. She's, so she did, wants to do it by the pier not go out yeah. on the boat and everything. Yeah. Well, I don't want to take her on a boat because I know as soon as you get out the boat, she'll be like, mm, I'm bored. Let's go home. Yeah. I'm like, I can't go home <laughs> on this boat. We're stuck out here until they pick up, till they tell us to leave, till they want to leave. Yep. But yeah. So we got a, I bought a Daiso fishing rod for her like last year and stuff about the hooks and all that. So we did at the pier. Five minutes there. She's already like, Cop- hmm. I'm bo- no, no, we didn't catch shit. <laughs> didn't catch okay, I thought a cop, because you're supposed to get a, a, a permit. No, not on the pier. The pier you can no. fish with no problem. Mm, if you know, sure if you sit, that. if you're on the rocks or anywhere else in Los Angeles, I believe in California because that's where my friends used to go, like Matt and my buddy Josh and stuff. And I'd go bug them, but we go to like Santa Cruz and stuff in college. And at any pier you can fish at the at the designated fishing area of any pier in California. You don't need a license, but if I go to the rocks and decide to fish there or somewhere else, any at a lake or something. That's why I need a permit. I just looked it up. You're right. Yep. Yep. Damn straight. I'm right. But yeah, so we, we started fishing and like five minutes in, she's like, oh, I'm bored. Uh, I'm not catching nothing. Like, what did you expect? <laughs> what did you want? I like fishing and I've never, ever caught a fish in my life, but I still think it's fun. Yeah. It's, it's about the experience. To me, know? I just, when I used to go with my friends, I just go make fun of them. Just hang out, read comics. Yes. Or, just hang out and stuff, drink. Well, not drink. We used to drink when yeah. I was in um, my high school friends. We used to not, we weren't drinking in high school. No drinking in high school. Okay. <laughs> but we used to start, we started off going up to San Francisco at the pier up there and we'd go crabbing. And then we got older. We started crabbing and drinking where it became more <laughs> about drinking than it became about crabbing. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I, don't, I, I kind of want to tell you the story, but I kind of don't, I wanted my fans or listeners to know about this also, but, um, so in my neighborhood, there's crashes all the time. Accidents happen all the time in my neighborhood. K-10, Koreatown, yeah. Yeah, I hear about cra- I hear accidents all the time. So that morning when we were walking to our car, I heard a big crash and I was like, oh, another accident. We might have to go out, have to go out the back way. Then I heard a second crash and a third crash. And I'm like, just like a <laughs> multi-car crash. Like I was looking like three cars, four cars got hit or something. I turned a corner to look at street and I see a car on its side. Oh my God. On its side. It's wheels is facing my apartment complex. It's on its side and stuff. And I'm like, holy shit. So I toss my bag to you, Kiko. I told her to stay here, but of course she doesn't. Yep. I toss my bag to her. I look both ways across the street because I ain't going to get hit by no car. Luckily, there was a whole lot of traffic for me, at least. I ran across the street. I helped the guy at the car. Let me make sure he's okay. Like, dude, are you all right? What happened? You okay? Uh-huh. Uh, two other gentlemen were right there as well. And we helped the guy at the car. Out of nowhere, Yukiko says what her, but I didn't, I don't know, it was sound and stuff, but oh. um, someone screams, call 911. And I look next and I look behind me and there's a body in the floor. Oh. Yeah. And I just knew it after just looking at it for a second. I was like, they're gone. 
I knew that this the Morto, that they're yeah, I, th- I remember re- actually I think Matthew sent me a, a link yeah. to the new the news article and I was like oh yeah Juan said that he he saw this so I was like oh man yeah Matt was there I, uh, he overheard me talking to somebody about it so I told him the whole story yeah. I was like yeah so I ran across the street helped to get the car and then we I saw the body I was like shit they're gone like the, the way their body was I was like they're there's no way then people some other this is a residential neighborhood in Cape Town. So how fast were these guys going? Well, it's not residential, residential. Like, yeah, it's a residential area, but it's a main street. Yeah. And people, the way the stop is right here, people always run yellow lights. And run oh, lights I know exactly. Time. I know exactly which intersect. Cause I drove, yeah. I picked up Matthew before from your, yeah. I, yeah. That's and people, yeah. the whole thing is that someone made a left. Someone was making a left, probably at the yellow light or something. Mm-hmm. The other car, and I'm not saying what happened. I don't know. I'm just theorizing here. Someone's making a left. It's an unprotected left turn. So you have to make the left when traffic's dead, died mm-hmm. down. Most people make the left red to yellow light or sometimes at the red because you don't want to block traffic. The Humvee or the SUV, it was some sort of SUV. I, I think it was like a, I want to say it was a, an H3 or something. Mm-hmm. It was either H3 or a really nice um, Jeep. Yep. Probably ran the red light or ran the yellow, what it was. Didn't, didn't decide to stop, hit, flip, over. Yeah. And somebody lost her life. There's a there's a street, there's a big street right down the block from my neighborhood, from mm-hmm. where from where I live. And people always try and run the yellow light, so they speed mm-hmm. at like 90 miles an hour trying to make it. And there were a few times where it was like green for me, and then the car just zooms by. So now mm-hmm. I I make it a habit when the light turns green, mm-hmm. I wait a second and then I inch forward and look before I go. And there's always some guy behind me that's like honking at me to go. Yeah. It's like, you know, as soon as the light turns green, they're honking you to go, but I don't, yeah. I don't care. I don't want to get hit. <laughs> I seriously, just because I did that, I avoided someone doing that like mm-hmm. at least 10 times in the past yeah. two years. So yeah. Um, yeah. It's better to play it safe because that so. kind of stuff happens and that's called defensive driving. So, yeah. So that was pretty crazy. Um, my wife was kind of freaking out from what was happening and stuff. I had to calm her down. And I told her, mm-hmm. it's like, well, do you still want to go this day trip or do you want to stay home? And I was like, even if she says, let's just stay home. I'm sort of like, no, no, let's go on this trip. Cause I don't want you to stay home and yeah. just stew on this. Just think about what happened. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it, went, it was pretty funny because it was not pretty funny, but it's interesting how it went from me making sure this guy was okay and all right, mm-hmm. getting him out the car to me now staying there to the police state to make sure he didn't run away. Oh, he Coming caused from, it. Yeah. I don't know who caused it. I'm just okay. saying that the situation that happened, it looked yeah. like it was him most likely, but the other driver was, wasn't like freaking out or trying to leave or nothing. His car was there. And I was yeah. worried that this other guy was going to try to escape. So I was kind of just hovering, staying there, hovering about being just making sure that when the police come, they knew who was, who was there. No one tried to yeah. run away. No one had a car pull up and try to take them outside or nothing, try to escape. Yeah. Just staying there, assessing the situation. But that was my, that was my Sunday. <laughs> that was pretty interesting. And then after yeah. we went to, then after we did our little day trip and stuff, we stopped by Tokyo central and got some groceries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I was there too on Sunday. No, you were. You posted your thing. And I was like, oh shit, hopefully I didn't see it. I saw what time you posted. <laughs> I, you I saw like, the, oh, the, the lunch that I bought. The lunch yeah, I was like, ah, oh, that was, he was there hours before us. You want to actually piss me off? It's kind what? of a side, a side thing. This is now two weeks or two and a half weeks in a row, maybe two, three weeks in a row, that we've gone to Tokyo Central for their pastry, um, their pastry. Oh, the bakery, the bakery place? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. 
we went there one day and it was, we got there like at five or six and they were already closed. Like, Oh, but the pastries are still there. They're still hanging out. Bakery. Like, you you got to learn the art bakeries open in the morning. Not, no, they're not, you're going to get, you know what I'm talking about? I told you the one that's in the, the food yeah, court. That's in that back yeah, corner. It's a nice okay. place. Yeah. So the th- we went there one day and they had all the strawberry muffins, just not strawberry muffins. They were all this, the um, cream pie, not cream pie. Uh-huh. What the hell were they? <laughs> cream puffs. Uh, cream puffs. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Still out there. And I'm like, ah, I was about to just go walk in the back and take them myself. But we you didn't. Know you can tell me, I usually go stop by that Tokyo <laughs> Central before I go to the dojo. So I can actually pick yeah. up stuff on the Saturday for you. Mm. But yeah, you so then we went there. So after we did our little beach trip and stuff, walked around the beach and all our things, got some crab. And I bought my wife like eight crabs at that fish market. Mm-hmm. So we got like eight fresh crabs. And I was like, here, baby, see, I love you here. Eight fresh crabs. <laughs> <laughs> we stopped by there on the way home and we got there like 3.32 or 3.34 or something. Mm-hmm. And they closed at 3.30. We're like, come on, come yeah, on. They're, here. They're, they're, they're short on workers right now. So uh, they close early. Yeah. But we did stop by after that. We stopped by um, what's that one that's just down the street from there? The um, oh my god, ninety nine wrench. No, no, no. We did stop by there later and stuff. But no, no. Wow, what's that? It's a Japanese market that's not too far from oh, there. Oh, uh, uh, Nijia. Yes, Nijia. Yeah, we stopped by that Nijia, and I got pastries there instead. They're more expensive. Aha. Yeah, but they had nice stuff though. They had yeah. nice pastries. It's pretty good. All right. God, we're just getting off topic yeah. talking about yeah. our weekends. On, so. uh, sorry, everybody. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. On to judo. We are hosting, since I'm uploading this tomorrow, it will be a kind of short notice, but we are hosting <laughs> a judo tournament this Sunday again, the Inner Dojo. No, not this Sunday. Right? Next Sunday. 13th. Next Sunday. Okay. Next Sunday. Not this Sunday. It'll be the next one. Super Bowl weekend. So if you're in the area, you can I watch Super some Bowl judo. this weekend. No, this is the playoffs. These are the AFC and NFC playoffs. Oh, okay. They're uh, their championships. Okay, so I need. I if need I said that correctly, off. we're not fully we're not full football player guys here. Okay, we're judo. Yeah, players. so so we, <laughs> I know because we realized someone's like, oh, that's that's Super Bowl. I'm like, oh crap, we better make make it earlier. <laughs> like that's the Super Bowl weekend. You know, that's, yeah, that is the day of the Super Bowl. You know that, right, guys? Like, yeah. oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I blame it on all the dojos. They didn't tell us that. <laughs> yeah, they did. Again, we're judo players, we're not football players here. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so in two weeks from now, so our next podcast, no, no, mm-hmm. it'll be the week after our next podcast. Ah, whatever it is. Super Bowl weekend, we're hosting a judo tournament, Hollywood Judo. It's going to be another three team tournament. It'll be Hollywood Judo versus Sautel Judo mm-hmm. versus Gold's Judo. And some people are rigging their teams. So there might be some other dojos in there as well. <laughs> rigging their teams. <laughs> like yeah this guy uh illadeus jones (laughs) illadeus jones Jones. (laughs) (laughs) like you already have a mustache there ah what do you mean this is uh (laughs) travis stevenson (laughs) (laughs) this is tarvis steve (laughs) (laughs) oh my god but yeah so that's gonna be pretty fun i don't think are we gonna try to stream it again or like you and no, me, are we going to try so to stream it? That's funny because there are, we, I'm trying true? to say, well, what should I not say? The short version is we have some internet problems and I also went to the store to see how much it would be to rent like a portable Wi-Fi kind of thing, but they don't mm-hmm. do like, they don't even do monthly rentals. Like you have to sign a contract. Mm-hmm. So um, 
Yeah, I, I do have some other tricks up my sleeve, but I don't have time. I've been busy at work, so I haven't had time to handle yeah, it. So dealer from the apartment maybe, next door. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Uh maybe. But we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll have to figure it out later on. Probably not this tournament. We're not gonna stream it, but we I will try to record it. Um because we talked about if we can't live stream it, at least we'll record it and maybe put it up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So right. yeah, we, we look out, watch out for that. Maybe we'll put it on our YouTube channel with highlights. So um, yeah, it was fun last time. And we only had two injuries, I think, that happened last time. So yeah, yeah, only yeah, two. Only two injuries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So, all right. So that's happening. Um, now let's get to some more international judo news. Mm-hmm. So as most people are wondering, what's the schedule for judo going to come? What's the IGF's going to put it out? When's it going to come? People need to figure out what their schedule is going to be, where they're going to compete at. So uh, was it last week or is it beginning? It was last week because we didn't do it last week. It was this week or last week, whatever week it was. The IGF put out their schedule for the tournaments. So what's happening this weekend that's our, depending on how, when Anthony decides to post this, it may already be happening. It might already happened. It It'll be exactly. happening. Yeah. It'll be happening. So the first tournament of the year starts off in Portugal, which is cool because this is a uh, Portugal's first time hosting one of the IGF tournaments. They've had tournaments before. I know they've had like the masters there before the veterans. Yeah. The veterans, the veterans. Yeah. I keep wanting to say the masters tournament was there. I, are you sure it wasn't? Cause there? it used to be called master. Uh, uh, yeah. It's veterans now. <laughs> So this is pretty good. This is good for them. They have a lot of good players on there. They have the current world champion and um, is it under 80 kilos? Oh, no, not under 80, uh, under 100 kilos. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, uh, I want to say Francisco, but it's not. Fun, fun, um, Finesca. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's the current world champion right now. So it's like his home tournament for him. It's really good. So that's happening this weekend right now. Or George or Jorge Finesca. Francesco. Fonseca. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that's a Grand Prix. Then our next tournament is going to be a Grand Slam. That's the Paris Grand Slam. Paris. That's the one that Johnny is talking about going to. Actually. Really? Yeah. He's go. Dude, Johnny, if you listen to this right now, do it, man. Go. Yeah. Have yeah. fun. And take some videos for me, too. So we can put up some posts. Uh, he, he was asking me. So if he goes, maybe I'll go with him. Those, it's pretty cold in France right now. I don't know if I want to go. Like, oh, like my God. Really? <laughs> It's, it's going to be in February. It'll still be cold. Yeah, it'll ah. still be cold. Was it February 5th through February 6th? Ah, yep. Who cares? Come on. It's experience. I don't, I really, I, I'm going to get hate for it, but I don't really like Paris. I like, <gasps> I like oh. other part. I don't oh. like other parts of oh, France. It's not Paris. The city of love. Oh, how can you say that? <laughs> you have no heart, good sir. Get out. <laughs> Parisians are kind of mean. Let's, Ooh, let's, la yeah, la. <laughs> <laughs> I got tons of them. Just keep coming. Just keep bringing. It. I got. I got more shit. So that's gonna be the second term of the year. Yep. Then we're gonna have another Grand Slam, which is um, that's Tell gonna you. be, which is kind of it funny because usually they have them separate. Like they'll be like, uh, Grand Prix, Grand Prix, Grand Slam, mm-hmm. Grand Prix, Grand. Well, it's yeah. like it's separate, but they're having like three in a row. So I, maybe it, they're like trying to make up for COVID like delays and Olympic points or so. Cause the grants, the grand slams, I think have, they're worth, give, more, points. Give, they're worth more points. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So next one will be in uh was it February 17th and 19th, which is three, two grand slams in one month, which mm-hmm. is crazy. So if you're in France, might as well stay out there and go to Israel. Why not? 
Mm -hmm. uh, the next Grand Slam is going to be again a third Grand Slam. In Georgia is going to be in Georgia BC. in March. Yeah. So that's gonna be a very interesting tournament. Then we're gonna go to another but Grand Slam. You know that our our, George, our Georgian dojo member, he should have went out to get married in March. <laughs> he might stay out there till March and try to sneak yeah. himself in there. Yeah, he, he he says it belongs in the Olympic team. So yeah, you know, brown belts go to the Olympics, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know you're listening to us. Yeah, green, green, green belt, green belt went to, went, can go to Olympics <laughs> apparently. So we miss you. All right. So after that, then we're going to have the April tournament, which is another Grand Slam, which is going to be in Turkey. That's mm -hmm. usually a pretty good tournament. You usually see a lot of good yeah. players going out there to that one. Then another Grand Slam in May. That's going to be uh, in Russia. The, yeah, the 20th to the 22nd to be in Russia. Mm -hmm. Then might as well stay out there again, because in June, you're going to have it in Germany. Another Grand Slam. God, there's like all Grand Slams this year. You say might as well stay out there because everyone, all the most of the Jadok is live in Europe and it's like a short travel distance from them. Relatively. Yeah. Well, for, yeah. for our, uh, for all the year, for the North American, South American players, yeah, just stay out there. It's all happening <laughs> in Europe for the most part. Just, just move there and train there full time, you know? <laughs> but right. after Germany, then I would suggest going to Asia for a little while because, <laughs> <laughs> because at the end of the month or middle of the month, June uh, 24th and 26th is going to be in Mongolia. Another Grand Slam. Are, yeah. Yeah which is a good tournament for a lot of Asian players to go to that one. So, yep. And then we're going to round off the year. I don't know round off the year, but we're going to get to the middle of the year. In July, we're going to have it in Hungary. That's another Grand Slam. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to go to uh, Krokop, Croat, Kro Croatia. <laughs> Croatia. God, I always think of Kro Mikro Krokop when I see that flag. That's just how <laughs> I think. Or Stipe. Maybe I should start thinking about Stipe now. So I'm Stipe. older. It's called Stipe Kazagreb. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's going to be in July. So they're going to be mm -hmm. in Croatia. They're going to go to Uzbekistan in October. And they're going to go to UAE in October. So Middle East area, if you're there for Uzbekistan, stay out there. Just go to UAE afterwards. Uh, uh, Uzbekistan is going to be the world championships. Is it? No, yeah. For that's going to be uh, in Tashkent. Oh, that's gonna, yeah. That's the world championships. So world championships this year is going to be in October. Yep. Isn't it usually no? I it's usually it around then, yeah. Because yeah. I, I remember around my birthday, that's always when I watch <laughs> watch all Is the replays. Go, no, but you went to Japan in August last time. Yeah, that was my birthday trip. Your birthday's in October. Yeah, the it's around that time between like it's around this that time right frame here. though. This guy right here. Like, it's, yeah. it's my birthday three months. No, I went to August, but the world championships was in September. Hmm, was it? Yeah. Okay. It was. Yeah. Yeah. So we got the, okay. So we got the UAE in October mm. hold, hosting a grand slam. The world championships is also going to be in October, beginning of the month on the mm -hmm. second through the ninth in Uzbekistan. Yep. Then the Tokyo grand slams in December. Yeah, no, but then we got, um, no, no, it's going to be the grand slam in, what is it? Uzbekistan. And then we got, uh, Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. The, yeah. So in November, the November tournament is going to be Azerbaijan. It's going to be the fourth through the sixth. That's a grand slam. Is there only one Grand Prix the entire year? It looks like. Yeah, it looks looks like like I said, it's they may be making up for it. But um, yeah, I'm, there's no there's no Osaka Grand Slam this year. The, yeah, Tokyo's Tokyo's just getting a Grand Slam in December. It, they're used uh, to yeah. So well, yeah, they usually get two. They usually get the Osaka. It's usually you get Tokyo. two Osaka and Tokyo, and usually it's in November. So. Yeah. I might have to rearrange my trip to December then. 
Christmas like, in Tokyo. <laughs> I just I spent Christmas in Tokyo one year. It's nice. It's cold, mm. but it's nice. Um, is it cold? If it is cold, yeah. Oh, it's too cold for me to go to Paris, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and I everything's yeah, heated there. You can go to the convenience. <laughs> you can go to the convenience store and get hot drinks, hot heated drink, canned drinks. You know, there's a place called Seven Eleven. Also, that you can go get some hot drinks at. <laughs> it's just hot coffee. That's you hey, can't hot get chocolate, hot. You can't get hot, hot mocha. It's different. It's different. They, right, the vending right. machines have hot drinks too. Ooh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know that. So now I'm gonna have to reevaluate my Japan trip this year. Uh huh. If they allow you in the country, also. If they allow me in the country, yeah. If they allow you, you can, you can hey, sneak in. I'll just right. have I'll just tell uh, Johnny to compete in it and I'll be his coach this year because <laughs> he he asked me to coach him. All right, that last nice. time. So yeah, but couldn't you not do because uh, Vietnam already had a coach, so you couldn't do it. I think if you wanted to, I it could. Uh-huh. That's what he said. But yeah, it worked right. out. And then last thing on the schedule is well, it's not last thing on the schedule. It's in the middle. It's in December as well is the masters. They have mm-hmm. not determined which country is going to be in just yet. It just says uh, to be uh, uh, the TBC. And that's going to be December 16th and 18th, which is the masters, which is for most people that don't know what the masters is again, it doesn't mean like it's the old person's tournament. It just means that you're one of the best in the world and it's an invite mm-hmm. only tournament. So it's only the top players. It's top, like, top 36 of each weight class. Yeah. So yeah. it's the best of the best. It, you can't just, go because like your your country sends you or like oh i got money yeah. johnny can't go sorry johnny you, I, 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 if you're hearing this sorry <laughs> we might sneak you in though <laughs> yeah no you look like you're gonna say something so that's why no I, I was just thinking like it used to be top 16 but then they changed it to top 36 so. i was just about to say that right i was about to say yeah. top 16 but then you said top 30 i was like did it change I don't the first the first so it says after being open for the top 16 in each weight class for its first eight installments so the first mm-hmm. eight times that they hosted it so it's from 2010 to 2018 mm-hmm. there was um this top 16 and then now they expanded it to host top 36 so see that's still <sighs> See, top 16 always sound like like sweet 16, like the best 16 players, uh, 16 karat gold. You know, it's just all these like yeah. tournament things that I like the top 16 that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Only top 16, but top 32, it's like 36, mm, 36. Top 36 doesn't seem that special no more. Yeah, I don't I don't know why 36 though. Like, well, why that number? <laughs> it has to do, you want to know what it, it has to do with getting people more points. It has you to do with so? getting points. Ha, we only have three years or less than three years now. Hmm. Shit, the Winter Olympics is happening like what in two weeks or something? Or is it something right. like that? Isn't it? Yeah, the Winter Olympics happening like in a week or two. So that should. So when the Winter, that's how I always measure it. That's how I do it. From the Winter Olympics, it's like two years from there. So it's two years. You only got three years. You get those points. Well, okay. Well, that's the plan for this year, right? Yeah. So, and we'll. Like I know people, our tournament episodes don't do the best, but because it's judo, we have to talk about certain things. So if anything, we're going to talk about the master's tournament. We'll do an episode for that. And we're going to do one for the world championships. Those are two tournaments that we will cover and we always cover. So don't skip, please. They're fun. They're interesting. <laughs> you might see a judo player, a Georgian, uh, a Georgian Spanish judo player. We were in a PlayStation gi. I still can't know where I don't know. And I don't know how he got that gi. 
we did um, talk. I'm excited for this year um, because we have new rules. Like mm-hmm. the previous episode, we talked about it. Yeah. Also, we also talked about changing the guard. Like we're starting yeah. to see the older, bigger names like starting to um, their their performance is dropping. They're not. They're getting knocked out early in the rounds. A lot of people like mm-hmm. we talked about uh, Zantaria. Uh, which is the topic of this episode is retirement and mm-hmm. Sansarai retired, Monkbart retired, like all these people are retiring and we're seeing all these up and coming stars that have talent, but they're not quite there yet. They're not consistent and their judo is still kind of like rough around the edges. So it'll be really interesting to see how those people will fight. Like, for example, I don't think Ono's going to, He's the next Olympics. If he does go, will probably be his last one. I I think that's my my guess. It'll be interesting watching him fight all the up and coming people in the, in the next Olympics and mm-hmm. for the next year. So there's new rules, new new younger generation coming. It'll, it's exciting. Just yeah, it is interesting. Like I said, the new rules that have changed some stuff up. Had a lot of complaints about it. Uh, some people don't like the what I call the judo tilt being taken down. Some people are really mm-hmm. mad about that. I don't care. It's not a real judo move. It doesn't do, it's not, it's not a high impact enough for me. Like you can yeah. pick the guy up and drop him down. Be like, okay, cool. But you're just wrestling a person down their back. I don't like that. But it's also in my opinion, and it's going to go back to, I know people are tired of hearing this because of COVID because of pandemic, the Olympics got pushed back. The world championships got pushed back. We had world championships in one year. We're going to have the next Olympics in three years. You know, it's just like, well, people not, had plans. Less, less than two years. Yeah, less than two years. Okay, less than yeah. three years. All right. People had plans. People had their stuff structured. Like, I'm going to go to this Olympics. Maybe take a year off. Come back. Heal up. You can't right now. I think that's probably why they're doing all the Grand Prix this year to get the points that people need to qualify yeah. for the Olympics. So, if I was going to take a year off, what like uh, Teddy Reiner did, took mm-hmm. took like a year and a half off. You know, probably it's close to two. I think. Yeah. Yeah took like two and a half, took two years off and stuff, healed up, rested, get some stuff done that you need to get done maybe. I don't know what, but it took that time to get ready to come back strong. These people right now, after the Tokyo games, they're not getting that. You get jumped right back into the fire. You had the holiday season off because a lot of people didn't compete after, after the Olympics for the most part. You had that and it's starting now. Like right now as we're talking, it is starting now. Yep. But that goes into our thing about talking about retirement because one of your favorite players, one of my favorite players, Mungbak, uh, fighting out of Mongolia, mm-hmm. great player, one of the top players in the world, retired. Most, I, I personally think most underrated. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. I don't know how you consider her underrated. She's one of the top players. Like just this year alone. Everyone talks, about, your- everyone talks about Ono. Everyone talks about the <laughs> Abe siblings. Everyone knows who Zantarai is. Every- Everyone knows who um, Mariyama is. Like, who's that? No way- who's that? Mariyama. Who's who's that? <laughs> I never heard of that person before. No, everyone, everyone knows those those guys, but no one talks mm-hmm. about Lombot. Like, I don't even know if, if does Philippe know. Like, I should ask him. Like, yeah, no, he knows Mungbot. He does. Okay. We talked about her and stuff before. Yeah. But in my opinion, this is why Anthony nominated her as his female player of the year. I think, um, in one year. You know, when I talk about people that win, uh, like we had one player, um, I got, I can't remember her. I always mess up her name, the French girl, the French woman. Uh, um, Bukli? E. No, the French no, woman. Uh, no, no. Abagdenu? Yes, Abagdenu. How yeah. she took 
gold in the world championships and gold in the Olympics mm-hmm. and gold at the team tournament, like three golds in one year. Amazing. Mungbak, she's retiring at, oh yeah, this is not even that old in my opinion. She's only 31. Okay. In only judo 30, age, that's pretty old. Competitive. If she was 30, if she was 35, I'll be like, yeah, I yeah. get it. But 31 is like, you still like three years. You only yeah. be 33, 34, like, but I don't know. But again, like I'm saying, she's retiring on top of my, in my opinion, because in the world mm-hmm. championships this year, she took third. Okay. Yep. At the Olympics, she took third. She took bronze and bronze. Yep. So she's retiring top three in the world, you know, yep. solid top three. And my thing about her, why she's one of my favorite players is because she's a great player that throws well and goes into Nawaza. She's mm-hmm. not one of these players that just throws. Super well-rounded. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't throw and look at the ref. Like, what was that? Was that, was that a score? Was, was that something? No. Okay. Now I'll go into Nawaza. No, she throws immediately into Nawaza. Like whether it's an Epon or not, she throws and continues, which is the type of judo I love. Mm-hmm. That's the type of judo that I love watching. And do you have anything to say about her judo? No, I agree. I love watching. She's like I said, is most well-rounded judo player. Good Nawaza, super aggressive in the Mm stand-up. She is Mongolian, so she has that really good um, close distance style and just mauls Mm -hmm. the crap out of you. Like (laughs) mauls um, the crap out of you. Yeah, and she does. She has. She has plenty of good techniques. It's not like. It's different. I'm not saying like, oh, Shohei Ono or Mariam is not good. It's just like, yeah, but you know Uchibata's coming. You know mm-hmm. Osoto guy is coming. For her, it's like you don't know what the hell is going to come. Like yeah. you just know she's like she's pretty good at everything, which is in itself a separate skill set, I think. So so let me just go through what she's done in her career. Okay. So Olympics bronze medals. Okay. Uh, she was a world champion at uh 48 kilos that's all she fought i don't think it should be 2013 yeah yeah so in 2013 she won the world championships she's a two times bronze medals and two times silver medalist at the world championship mm-hmm. so even at the world champions she has five medals in the world champion she's also the first female world champion from mongolia, from mongolia. Yeah. yeah and a little side note when i was doing research on her mm-hmm. Before she was fully on the team, I don't know if she was fully on the team or if she just started because it seemed like it was mm-hmm. beginning of her career. She won the Samba World Championships back in 2000, what is it? 2010. Mm-hmm. She took gold. So that just shows how well-rounded she is right there to yep. do Samba also. So she knows the leg, she knows how to get your leg, straighten yep. it out for you. <laughs> I love, I love that shit. But it brings up what do judo players do after retire? You know, like some people think that just right off into the sunset, old yeller style. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Look at the bunny. <laughs> Look at the bunny. <laughs> if you get that reference, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All American Shigs, you should have read that book in middle school, I believe. When you read it in high school? I think it was middle school you should have read it. No, probably not. No? No, no you don't I, think so? I, the, the schools I read in, in Hong Kong, British schools are probably different <laughs> from the ones you read. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> But it's what do judo players do when they retire? You know, what it, what are in the cards for her? Do you think she's going to go into coaching? Do you think maybe she'll go like maybe? Well, she already announced what she's doing. She's she's going to MMA. Like yeah, I, that was I was going to lead to that. Okay, but that was that's why I talked about the sambo and I was going to get into that. God damn it, Anthony, you ruined my lead up. <laughs> Which is why I'm I thought you were excited. asking me, but I guess it was rhetoric. So yeah, because I was going to go into what is she going to do? Because I'm going to talk about well, what a lot of judo players. What do they end up doing? Some go into coaching, some just retire. And I know one thing that um, when I talk to some high level players, sometimes they talk mm-hmm. about how 
some just retire after such a high level because they can't take being thrown by some 20 year old uh, brown belt or some 20 year old mm -hmm. like first dawn because they're stronger or faster. So he trips them up. It's like, I'm just done. Once I'm done with judo, I'm done yeah. with judo, you know? Some go into coaching, some open up their own gyms and some go into teaching um, in their own countries. And some go into now what's become more popular is like analyzing fights, analyzing yeah. judo matches. Cause a lot of countries have better. I want, I want that job. Coverage. I want to be, I want to be one of those scouts that uh -huh. go get sent to tournaments and like record all the data and record videos. <laughs> like I, that's my ideal job, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the last one was now modern day judo players. A lot that are really good are going to MMA. So the first thing I want to talk about besides MMA one, that's the last one I discussed is going into coaching. And not all great judo players become great coaches, but some great judo players become amazing coaches. Like for an example, here in America, when Jimmy Page retired, he started just teaching his own, teaching his own dojo. And he created, not created, like, you know, from, like he molded them from nothing, but using his system and the way he taught, he taught, he, um, he, he coached Kayla Harrison. He coached Travis Stevens. He also helped out Ronda Rousey. And uh, Marty Malloy. And Marty Malloy. Yeah. I, I more give her to San Jose State, but yeah, and Marty yeah. Malloy. All these good American players. He has a two-time gold medalist. He has a silver medalist, a bronze medalist. He has two bronze medalists. Did Marty Malloy? She got a bronze, right? She got a bronze, yeah. Yeah, got a bronze medalist right there, okay? So that's really cool for, like, for an American system right there. Then you get people that are showing, that are retiring that is rec pretty recently, like Eliadis, okay? When Eliadis retired, which if you watch, if you go on his YouTube videos or his Instagram, the dude don't even look like he retired. The guy's training harder now, it looks like, yeah. than when he was competing, all right? I'm surprised that Eliadis isn't going to MMA the way he's, <laughs> the way he's looking right now. You're looking at his video right yeah. now? <laughs> no, no, I'm also thinking about uh, Zantaraya retired mm. at the beginning of this new year, and mm. he's opening his own judo school. Okay. So. Yep. But it's all, people always think that it's like, oh, they're, they're going to open up their own dojo and stuff. But not all of them do that. But some of them do. But like Eliadis, like I think he took a year off or something, a year, maybe two years. Was it two years? Yeah, there was a yeah. while where he was just posting a lot on social media. It was just, yeah. I remember every day I look at his Instagram story and it's just him lifting weights and then a picture <laughs> of him like wiping the sweat off his face <laughs> like this. See, that's why <laughs> I thought he was going to go into MMA because he's a great <laughs> judo player. Uh, he's super aggressive. Just teach this guy how to kickbox. I, I, I don't think he would. Box. I don't think he would pass the drug tests. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, oh man, this guy right here. So that's if you're ever in America, come to Hollywood Judo. I'll hey, introduce I, you to Anthony. I, I saw him in Tokyo. He he's bigger than he looks in on the social media. Dude, he ain't cutting weight no more. All right. Yeah. He ain't making 90 kilos. He used to right? fight in like 60, right? When he was young. Yeah. yeah. He was uh, 60, then 80 something. And I think his last year, yeah. fight, his last year was 90, wasn't it? 80. Yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know. He's he's freaking huge now. Yeah. Say. But, yeah. but yeah, so he retired and then took some time off. Figure out what he want to do. And was it, what country is it that he coaches for? Uzbekistan Uzbekistan. Now? Yeah. Yeah. And now he's the head coach of Uzbekistan, which is yeah. weird to me. This is the only reason it's weird to me. Okay. So he speaks Georgian, of course, because he grew up in Georgia. Yeah. I assume he speaks Greek, Greek. also since he's yeah. on the Greek team. 
Does he speak English as well? Like I, I've heard him speak. He does. Some he's, English. He, his uh, judo fanatics video on Seoetoshi is actually in, and it's a bunch of. He has videos in judo fanatics. It's in English. It's yeah. pretty good English. Yeah. Yeah. So what do they speak in Uzbekistan? I don't know. Uzbekistanese, Uzbekistana. Let me look it up. Look it up right now because. It would be tough to go to another country and not be able to communicate with your players. It's, it'd be a lot of show and stuff, but it's, close it's, worth to, uh, it's Turkic language. Turkish language. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Okay. They speak Uzbek basically. Uzbek. Yeah. They we had, Uzbek. we had a couple of Uzbekistan um, kids that was here for like a couple of months. And then mm-hmm. I guess the, the older brother felt like the beginner's class was too easy for him, even though he wasn't doing that well. And that's why they probably went somewhere else. But um, mm. yeah, they speak they speak Uzbek. So yeah, okay. So how many languages does he speak? Then like three or four languages. That's crazy. But that's one of the things. Like when you get hired from a coach from another country to come over, like how they'll have like Japanese coaches, they'll hire a Japanese player to come to like France or something, and that's not a similar language at all. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I always talk about the language of judo. But that's like something. I think Croatia. Croatia had a has a Japanese um, coach now. Mm-hmm. I think, but um, yeah, I don't know how that works. Yeah, that'd be so. something crazy. But yeah, so he took he took on the team, and it's pretty crazy going from just being a competition guy to being a head coach because he is the head coach of the team, and they're doing well. Like I, I really, I, I, I don't, I don't think they are. I think they're doing better than they were. Not saying they're better than they were before, but he has some players that are being very out. That I've seen do well. And I can't. I actually, off the maybe, top of my head. maybe I'm not up to date, but last time I watched, like most of them didn't really do very well. And then I remember Travis Stevens in an interview saying that Illadeus is overtraining his athletes, like I overdoing it. Def- I could definitely see that. Because like, again, you watch his Instagram and his stuff. If you hear, <laughs> yeah, if you hear. Travis Stevens of all people say you're overtraining. <laughs> you're overtraining. Like, <laughs> and they're they're friends. They're, weren't they like training partners? Like they used to work together all the time at the. I think they were probably for, for probably for Judah Fanatics too. They worked together mm-hmm. for that. Yeah, I think they also had him come over for um, probably saw him in training camps or um, seminars. Mm-hmm. So. So like the, that's pretty cool. Japan is always known for taking their ex judo players, mm-hmm. ex ex international players, and turning them into coaches for the team. Like right now, their head coach is um, Keiji Suzuki. Yeah. Oh, Suzuki took the head coach. I thought he was one yeah. of the men's uh, heavyweight guys. I thought that it was still um, Kose. No, I told you there's term limits. So yeah. Um, I don't know the term limits. Okay, I'm American. God damn it. <laughs> there's term. He retired after the Olympics because did he? Oh, well, okay. Not retired. He stepped left down. the position, stepped down because there's yeah. a term limit. So now okay. the next person is Keiji Suzuki. Yep. And before right. Kosei, it was, uh, what was his rival's name? I can't remember off oh. the top of my head. He's a comedian now. Yeah. Uh, no, he didn't. Yeah. But he didn't do a term limit. He was replaced. Oh, Japan he was replaced because he couldn't, he couldn't Japan keep his mouth was, shut. No, he was replaced because <laughs> of that. Like, okay, now this is going to be from watching my Japanese and stuff. Japan was mad that they didn't do so well in Rio with him as their head coach. Was that his fault? I think he, re- he they, was that, kicked off after, before that. I thought he was kicked off right after that. I don't know. People like both sides right here. But I remember being that Japan was mad, was mad that they didn't mm-hmm. do so well in Rio, like right before, the, right before they went to Tokyo. And they're like, nope, we need somebody better. And we need somebody else get Kosei in here. And he 
dude, look how they did in the Olympics. They just fucking destroyed out there. Did great. Yeah, I I don't think. No, I the previous coach, I think he um got asked to leave because um <laughs> yeah he was yeah so asked she, she, Shinohara Shinohara no because uh-huh. he he would get kicked out for coaching before during action you're yeah, not supposed to do the, that right so hey, they would ask they would ask him to leave and he would be at the stands like shouting and then they yeah. ask him to leave the arena I'm like, a fan now you can't tell I got my <laughs> ticket right here look I bought a ticket <laughs> yeah yeah, so Japan's really known for taking their ex-players and yep. making them into coaches and stuff. And a lot of old judo players, they'll open up their own dojos or go back to teaching in colleges because you yep. can make money out there doing that. Not here in America. He He's in the Yakuza game as himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> They're about to just say he's in Yakuza. I'm like, no, no. Uh, allegedly, I don't know. But uh, I can't say that. You just can't just say that and. You can come to Hollywood yeah. Judo, find Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony comes back like, <laughs> he's all like, so walk, how again. you doing? <laughs> I can't get a good grip now for some reason. <laughs> and so those are some examples of co- uh, ex-Judo players, really mm-hmm. high-level Judo players, what they did afterwards. They became coaches, owned their own gyms, created an American Judo system like Travis Stevens, and becoming the American Judo coach that way also. So it's very interesting that way. Another thing that's coming up now is because of social media and because the IGF now wants to promote more stuff on YouTube, promote more stuff on their Instagram, on Twitter. So if you come try to get judo bigger, because it's kind of a weird thing that they have where some countries like here in the US, judo is not very popular. But then in other countries like Japan, Mongolia, France, stuff, other big judo countries, it is huge out there. You can get a mm-hmm. job being a judo analyst, like how in America here, you retired football player. Guess what you become? An analyst. ESPN, yep. Fox, whatever the things. We don't in have Japan, the money here to do that here, but in other countries, yeah. Yeah, but in other countries, like if I am a retired Japanese judo player, I can start working for NHK as a judo analyst. Well, the way it works, a, the way it works in Japan is, even if you're not an Olympic team, like there's mm-hmm. corporate sponsors that have judo team. Like there's a there's a all Japan businessmen judo tournament right in business seems to yeah imagine like like basically imagine in america we have like coca-cola versus intel or -hmm. something like fighting in in this um business championship right each each corporation has their own judo team that's what that's what they do in japan it's like corporation sponsors judo uh, judokas or they have a judo team and they hire Mm -hmm. you to be a head coach for their their judo team um so when you retire, you can either be a coach there or they have like a makeup position there where you just push papers, you know, Coke versus yeah. Pepsi on the yeah. mat. Let's see who wins. Yeah. It's very common for a sponsored athlete to um, let's say they're not an Olympic team. They're not a national team, but they're sponsored. They would mm-hmm. go train like, let's say four days out of the week. And then the other three days they would go to work to wear a mm-hmm. suit and then go to work and maybe like, just sit there and answer phone calls or something like mm. that's common It's you can think of it as like reservists, you know, people who are reservists, they get, you can like take a leave for work to go train every mm-hmm. like weekend or something. It's kind of like that. So they have a whole structure in Japan that's very unique and different from how we do it. So. Well, if it's any popular judo country probably has something mm-hmm. like that, like how 
bring a band like Teddy Reiner, he gets sponsorship from us. He gets sponsored by people and like companies individually. Under Armour sponsors. Yeah. He yeah. gets uh, he gets paid by his dojo that he trains slash teaches at, and he gets his also yep. supplement for being part of the team, the national that's, team. Yeah, that's, but that's that's different because that's like that's like being a Nike athlete here. Like Tiger yeah. Woods getting sponsored by Nike or something, but yeah. the Japanese ones like nobody they they just have a they just want to sponsor a judo athlete like mm-hmm. <laughs> and you come in, it, it's different. Yeah, it's a very interesting structure, and I think we mentioned. Um, I was I was sick, but I think um, when I went to Japan, Richard and our Sensei Mas, they went to a invite only kind of place. That's like um, a lot of corporate sponsor athletes go train there, and it was hardcore. <laughs> like, yeah, it sounds fun to me. Like, I try yeah. it out. Why not? It beat me up. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> but <laughs> back to the IGF is that. So what IGF is starting to do now, and you can see it a lot on the YouTube channel, is that they're now filming and showing the events live, like all stuff that they can't. They can't show the Olympics because those are individual countries, individual mm-hmm. um, uh, contracts. Like in America, that's why we couldn't watch the, um, the Olympic Games on the YouTube channel. We had to get Peacock and all this other BS stuff. Here Even the then, US. you can't watch it. Yeah, <laughs> so. you can't even watch it. We had to use a website, and then that would kick you off after five minutes. But so the IGF is starting to become more professional and some players now when they're retiring are starting to work for them. And it's not just people like, I know everybody's going to be like, Oh, it's talking about Neil Adams. It's like, Oh, well, Neil Adams is a world champion. Great player works for them. Does all the stuff. It's like, no, like, yes, Neil Adams does commentary. He does a lot of their videos from. He is the voice of judo. That's what they call him. Yeah. <laughs> he is the voice of judo. I'm not going to do my impression of him. <laughs> he is the voice of judo, but the, you they have other players there like i got i should have wrote their names down what was that um the scottish woman's name that also does the announcing for them uh, they have this they have loretta? The scottish woman loretta i think her name. yeah 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 loretta they have her and again yeah okay she was like a world champion or something i was a world champion i believe she was did really well and they had that scandinavian dude also that big dude um uh. I can't remember his name. I know, I know what you're talking about. And you're talking about. I hear his yeah, voice okay. in my head, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has that big voice. So yeah, those got the lady and those gentlemen right there. Yeah, they were very high-level players, but they also have uh the new announce, not new announcing, but they're bringing in other people like from America. Okay. They have um what's her name? Uh guy, I just had a I just wrote it down right here. Where did I put it at? Where did I put it at? Um Hannah Hannah, Hannah Martin. What's her yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying she was a bad judo player. Okay. She's a very good judo player, especially for America, but she wasn't a world beater. She's not a world champion. She's not an Olympic champion stuff, but they hired her because she has a good personality. She knows how to talk. She it's also, clearly. it's also what her degree was. It's marketing. So yeah. 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 So they hired her and she does announcing now, you know, it's not just, Oh, you have to be a world champion or you have to be an Olympic champion or something to be one of the top players. No, her she has a marketing degree. She now lives in Germany. Or she lives she in work. Germany with her husband. Yeah, yeah. So it probably helps out. She lives out there too. But look at her. She's pretty, she's retired from judo, and now she's doing that. I and mean, I think it's something that's actually going to come up for more people now because it's becoming so much easier now to watch judo and look at you. Like, look at us. We have the podcast right here. Okay. How many ex judo players during the pandemic were po- we're all busting out podcasts? You know. Yeah. When we started oh, yeah, off, no, it was no. just, 
Yeah. yeah. When, we, when we started off, it was just <laughs> you and me. It was you, me, two other people. Like that was it. Then after a while, I was like, oh shit, there's like 50 podcasts. Who's going to listen to us? I think we're just the only ones left that still <laughs> put out content on a regular schedule. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. I might not beat you the first minute, but I get you in the fourth. <laughs> so to me, I think that's a new thing because more countries are becoming more channels, becoming more stuff to put out there. Who knows? I bet you in like other countries, like um, is Hulu, like other countries, like would they have like Hulu, Peacock, um, Netflix. Do you think they would do their own judo, their own judo broadcasting as well? No, I don't think no? so. It's, Maybe in big judo countries, like I don't know about France, but for mm-hmm. example, Japan has their own commentary, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think what would benefit American judo is if they had um, someone like Travis Stevens, mm-hmm. someone like well-known or Ronda Rousey or um, Kelly Harrison commentate it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this is this is actually what they do when I looked in Hong Kong and also in Hong Kong, we get a lot of Japanese uh, broadcasting that's mm-hmm. uh, dubbed or subbed over what they usually do for sports like this, that's not super, super popular is that they would have one person who's an expert or two, two people on the panel who's expert. And then like a third person who's like a TV personality or someone that like, doesn't really know about the sport that much, but is interested in it. Mm -hmm. And then that way they can be like, Oh, like that was so cool. What was that? And then the people who are more well-known would, explain to that person and that's a good way of educating the audience about the sport Mm -hmm. and usually that one person is a really attractive model or (laughs) you know you're talking to the guy that grew up watching pride and stuff and it's always it's always funny like japanese pro wrestling japanese always does this they'll always have the color commentator the ex-fighter or person i know they're talking Mm -hmm. about and they'll have some weird model and you just hear yep. these two guys talking to you. Like, yeah, that's great throw. Oh, that was and then in Waterloo. Oh, that was very beautiful. How did that look right there? Just, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, give me a soft but, but voice. You, that it, can't, it can't be just some random person that's not interested in in judo. It has to be uh, like someone who has an interest in it. That's or even like an amateur level someone. Like, kind of like if you watch YouTube for cooking shows or something. Like, there's like an amateur cook, and then there's like an expert cook, and then there's like the, someone who doesn't know Jack. Jack Cormier, right? <laughs> so that kind of gives a good balanced panel and would educate the audience, I think, versus just having a panel of experts. Like it, everything you talk about goes over the head of people who don't really train judo seriously or know the rules or anything. Well, we have that with people that listen to us sometimes. They like our broadcast. They like yeah. what we talk. They like what we talk about. But then we start going like judo talk. Or we've had messages like, so what was this you guys talked about? Could you explain what that yeah. was? And it's like, ah, shit. Yeah, um, we need to break it down. We, we <laughs> yeah. got to like say like this means that. And yeah. Yeah. When we talk about, oh, that was great. I can't remember what throw we were talking about or something. Or even something simple like, yeah, you know, Yako Seiko Geiko. We talk about, oh, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, what does Yako Seiko Geiko mean? Um, French Rondori, uh, <laughs> right Rondori. <laughs> but I think that's a new, a new avenue. It's going to open up for a lot of judo players mm-hmm. for a lot of countries doing analyze, doing analyzing jobs because there's a lot more avenues now with YouTube. The IGF is making their stuff more broader and they're going to need, they're going to need announcers. I think for every country, they're not going to do everything in English. Like they do have it in English and French already, I believe, but mm-hmm. that's going to be a new thing. I think. You know, and you're not, you don't have to be a world beater for that. There has you know? to be money in it for them to 
to hire hire people to do that though. So yeah, I it's just one of those things with judo where like for us we think of judo as like a poor sport because of us in America, mm-hmm. but if you're in France or Japan or Korea or something, it's not thought of like a poor sport. It's like there's money in it. Like to, yeah. like we said before, you have Teddy Reiner being sponsored by Under Armour. You know. Yep. In America, The Rock is sponsored by Under Armour. In France, they think Teddy <laughs> Reiner, okay? Can I get a pair of Teddy Reiner shoes? Huge, probably. Wouldn't they be like some big old shoes? Man, I, I want I want the Under Armour geese. They had Teddy Reiner wears the Under Armour geese. What? Are you serious? Yeah. Well, I, think I, I think I did talk about that before. Yeah. That'll be cool. Yeah. Dude, I still want that PlayStation gi, all right? <laughs> Where am I going to get a PlayStation gi at? All right? We can make our own Hollywood judo PlayStation. And yeah. get sued. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. PlayStation at the at the door trying to sue us. <laughs> All right. So the last thing now. So people go into coaching, open up their own dojos, people go into analyzing now. There's a lot more avenues that way. And the last thing, because we're a combat sport and because it's popular now, it's be like, oh, now that you're retired, are you going to go into MMA? That's like the big question now always. When someone big retires, even going back, Teddy Reiner again, people were asking like the last Olympics, like, hey, can you imagine Teddy Reiner in MMA? And I know he made, um, he offended some MMA people being like, he finds MMA as a brutal sport, he said. Like he finds it. Um, well, France, France actually had banned MMA until recently. Yeah. And like it's just that the ban just got lifted. Yeah. Like he said something yeah. about like, he finds it as a brutal sport. And he can't imagine punching a man in the face on the ground. I'm like, oh, I can, Mr. Reiner. Let me do it for you. <laughs> Allow me, sir. Get out of my way. Let me do it for you. <laughs> but that's the big thing is people now going to MMA. And that's the whole thing about Mungbot is that now she's going to go into MMA. And I wonder, because she's a huge name, big name, you know, mm-hmm. is she going to go straight? Like, I don't know. Is she going to go straight to the UFC? Would the UFC I be don't think so. I think she, 1FC is more, more yeah, uh, uh, realistic. That's how that go. Yeah. It's like, I would love to see in the UFC, but because of money and because you want to stay in Asia and a lot of people, the reason a lot of Japanese fighters stay in Japan fighting rising now and fighting one of championships because they don't like coming to America and they don't like American weight classes too. That's the other thing. They don't also, like. I don't think UFC pays you that well. So yeah, I, so, I still think M- judo would probably give her more money than, mm-hmm. yeah. than but, UFC. Yeah. So it'd be great to see her in one championship. It'd be interesting to see her in Ryzen. You know, I think the Ryzen mm-hmm. Lee doesn't have, they both don't have a lot of female fighters. They're like pretty much mm-hmm. built around just a few women, but it'll be interesting to see. Would she like to fight in Japan or would she like to fight in Southeast Asia? Yeah. Because I don't think, like I follow a lot of MMA and I don't think Mongolia, they have to have some sort of MMA federation there, like some mm-hmm. sort of thing. Or would she go fight in Russia? Cause she's so close to there. Yeah. I don't see her. Like I know someone might toss this out there. Well, what about um, Road FC? No. Road no. FC, no, no. That, I haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah, Road FC is like, if you're bored and have nothing to watch, you know, it's something kind of fun to watch, watch Road FC, but I can't stand Road. Like, it started off like... When you say, when you say Road FC, all I can remember is the, the clip of the guy getting kicked in the balls. Oh, man. They, they had the no. guy... The guy <laughs> <laughs> he's kicking the, the only one I remember. He's having a heart attack on the floor. <laughs> Oh my god! But they also had the Korean girl that was got her hair stuck in the. She got her hair stuck in the cage. Oh my god! And they had they stopped. They broke it up. Got her hair out the cage, and the there was a Japanese girl she was fighting was had a takedown for the most part. And they said like, okay, stop, 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 get her hair out the cage. And they stood him back up. I'm like, hey, 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 this is <laughs> cheating right here. What's going on? <laughs> 
But um, if you never watch UFC, it's I hate. I might get some heat for this. But I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take this heat. It is built to get Koreans uh, get their numbers up. You know, get yeah. you once you get noticed, so you can go yeah. to yeah, build up their records. And like, if you watch them recently, like during the pandemic, they're doing this thing where they were having like smaller events. Mm-hmm. And it was like a time limit for Nawaza time. Like if you took a person down and we're doing anything, they would stand you back up like after like five seconds. And I was like, this ain't, this ain't karate combat. Come on, let them fight. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I would love to see her fight in one championship. I'd love to see her fight in Ryzen. I think it'd be interesting for her to come to the U.S., fight maybe in Bellator or fight mm-hmm. in the UFC, because I think she deserves that respect to how good of a player that she is. If... If Kayla Harrison isn't fighting the UFC, I don't see Monkbot fighting the UFC. Sorry. <laughs> like, they don't have Kayla Harrison's weight class in the UFC. That's true. She fights that's at 155, true. even though she can't cut to 145. Yep. And she was in the audience during um, that last fight with um, God, Jessica. Was it? Is her name Jess? Um, God, I can't remember. People, you know what I'm talking about. Last fight. But that's the thing. So, People may think that's a new thing about judo players going into MMA. That's a new thing. It's just happening. I now. think we will see more people do that now that mm-hmm. France MMA is, is allowed. Mm-hmm. I mean, you already see a lot of ex judokas that didn't make it fully in Jap- Japanese team go fight in like Ryzen oh, yeah. and stuff like that. That's, that's a big thing. That's been happening yeah. since pride. So now that MMA is legal in France, you're going to, I think you're going to see that. And France is a huge judo country. So mm-hmm. people who don't make it to the national team, are, you can probably see them going to MMA. Yeah. And for our American listeners that might understand, it's like, so judo in France and like in Japan, a certain other country where judo is super popular. It's like, it's how American wrestling is. How like every American MMA guy, MMA player, whether it's male or female, have, has a wrestling background. You see a lot of American wrestlers that didn't mm-hmm. do well, well, finished in college, didn't get the Olympics, didn't get a national team, go into MMA. That's what's happening in Asia, especially in Japan, where if they didn't make the national team or after they're done with their careers uh, competing, they're going to MMA. Mm-hmm. And this is going back all the way to Yoshida. You know, he fought yeah. um, uh, he fought Gracie, Gracie's was his first yeah. MMA fight when they had the anniversary. Was it like the 50th or whatever mm-hmm. anniversary of judo versus BJJ? And he had a great career in pride and um, was in Sengoku. He fought in dream also. Mm-hmm. But they've been doing this for years. Like one of my favorite um, judo players, he was on a national team, didn't compete too much internationally, but I thought he had a lot of, he fought in the UFC, was, um, oh my God, did I write his name down? I don't think I wrote, uh, Omigawa. Omigawa, mm-hmm. you might remember him. He yep. fought everywhere. Like and towards the end of his career, he got really good with boxing. So he just fell in love with his hands too much, which mm-hmm. happens to a lot of judo players. <laughs> if you notice, like even Hector Lombard, just like, oh, I got dynamite in these hands. I'm going to knock people out. Like, no, use your judo. Take them down, <laughs> please. Throw them. But it's been happening for such a long time that yep. ever since Pride, it's not a new thing that judo players, when they retire, go to MMA. And that seems like it's a, now. it's a very common thing amongst male judokas, but not so much female. So it'll be very oh. interesting to see God, this I, become more popular. I can't remember her name, but she was the queen of Adam Waite years ago. And she was a female judo mm-hmm. player, catch wrestler, and Sambo woman. She had her last few fights in Bellator. But before okay. that, like she used to beat everybody back in Jewel. I think that was the federation she was fighting in Japan. 
Yeah. Are you talking about uh you're not talking about Sexyama's uh not 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 Sexyama? No. Megumi, Megumi Fuji. Megumi. Yeah. Yes, she was amazing. Really solid judo player. Went into MMA and was destroying everybody. But because MMA wasn't so popular back then, because women's MMA mm -hmm. was definitely not popular back then, she didn't get the recognition she deserved. But Megumi yeah. Fuji, go look her up if you want to. Go look at Megumi Fuji. Amazing fights that she had. And even her Bellator fights that she lost. Like I, I had her winning some of those fights, but amazing fighter. So this isn't a new thing. And it goes back to, again, to America. We brought up Kayla Harris. Kayla Harrison. Always mess up her name. Sorry, miss. Sorry, Miss Harrison. <laughs> um, being one of the top judo players, two-time Olympic gold medalist. And what did she do? She went to MMA and dominating MMA because she's using her judo. You know, she knows how to strike. She shows her striking, but she doesn't deviate from the plan. She takes mm -hmm. person down and ground and pound. That's all you need. Even with Ronda Rousey until she stopped, since she deviated from the plan, it's not too much boxing. <laughs> Let's not, let's not go there. <laughs> I'm not gonna go. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm saying. You come to the dojo. Go for Anthony again. Anthony, Anthony said it. It was Anthony. I said it. <laughs> Speaking of judo MMA, though, if you guys haven't watched this last UFC fight, there was a car, uh, there was a fight. Uh, Cody Stamen, Stam, Stamen versus um same same last name as Khabib. Nur, 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 it's Khabib's cousin. Nurmagomedov. Yeah. yeah, go watch that. That was beautiful takedown and submission. Like, um, yeah, he did the uchimata. Into he does the, the uchimata into the guillotine grip into Asumi Gaishi and then finished off the guillotine. It, yeah. it was amazing transition, and I was a little disappointed that uh, the commentators like Joe Rogan and DC didn't give as much credit or talk about the importance of that uchimata. Because well, he would have gone a guillotine grip, yeah. Well, that's the whole thing. They don't just like, oh, he. They're just like, oh, he got a guillotine grip, but they didn't go like, oh my god, that takedown into the guillotine grip. Like, yeah, it well, was. He wouldn't have gotten it if he didn't, didn't do the Ushimata. So well, DC, because he's a wrestler, he's an American wrestler, stuff mm -hmm. Olympic levels. He's not a judo player, even though he trains with a bunch of judo guys. It just hasn't rubbed off on him. It, he sees that as he calls it as a wizard kick. Mm -hmm. And I get it. It's not a wizard kick because the way he does it, he has the full judo grip with it. When I learned a wizard kick, it was just the overhook right here for the wizard. Or it was, um, yeah, it was just the overhook he had. And he just kicked the leg out, just trying mm -hmm. to pop him over and stuff. So I get what he thinks that it is because that's the style that he knows. So that's what he's going to call it to what he knows it as. But us as judo players and knowing that he's a judo player, knowing that he's a sambo player, we, like, we know, oh, he's doing uchimata. Oh, he just went to Sumigashi. That's going to the guillotine. It's like, uh, if that same, if you watch that same card, and I told you about it, Francis Ngano, Zingano attempting Uchimata with a wizard. He was really yeah. just doing a wizard kick. Yeah. He attempted yeah. that Uchimata with the leg and stuff, with the grip, not grabbing the wrist on the other side, not holding the other guy, like almost breaking the guy's arm when they landed yeah. on it. Like, I remember the commentaries were like, oh my God, is his arm okay? And I was like, that's probably <laughs> any normal person, yeah, I'd be broken. Yeah, that's what I'm scared of. Because <laughs> we um we've been doing some nogi stuff after class, and I don't have that much experience with it. But the first thing I realized was like, damn, like all these wizard throws and body lock throws. I'm <laughs> I'm afraid of breaking my arm when we land. That's what I'm afraid of. Uh -huh. So yeah, the underhooked, overhook, and stuff. And there's just yeah. certain things that when we were doing things, you're like, Juan, what's that? What are you doing that? I'm like, uh. 
I don't know. It's just nature to me. I'm doing it so long. I don't realize I'm really doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like some of the great, the brick grip breaking, I was doing stuff, yeah. but back to the topic at hand, I was talking about retirement of international mm-hmm. players. Me and Anthony both wish the best for Mungbot. We we're really, we loved her style. We love watching her fight and stuff. If you can go check out her, go check out her judo. It's great judo. And I can't wait to see how she is in MMA. I want to, I'm excited to see her go to Ryzen or one championships or wherever she decides to go. I want to see, Ooh, you want to know what actually, what if she goes to Eagle FC? <laughs> Come on. What? 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 Why not? You think, not? you think so? Why not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> if people don't know what Eagle FC is, that's, <laughs> that's, um, uh, God, we just talked about his name right now. Khabib, just for Khabib. Khabib's, that's Khabib's new federation. And they're actually having their first show tonight that no, no, tomorrow night they're doing their first show from when we film from when we yep. did this. <laughs> all right. Is there anything else you want to talk about, Anthony? Anything yeah. About I mean, retirement? We're, we're talking about all these big names of people that, um, go basically stay within, let's just say combat sports, but, um, there's plenty of people that don't and just end up getting an office job or opening a fruit stand or living on a farm somewhere, you know, like it's, it's not always like that, but, it'll be cool if we can like, I wish that my job was related to judo. You know, I, I do have like skill sets. I feel like that could be used, but I don't think there's money in it in America for it. So it's sad, but. <laughs> um, well, it's, it's funny you brought that up because this goes, I, I was looking to see if I wrote his name down. Cause I'm a big fan of his. Well, mm-hmm. I was a big fan of his. So Back when Pride closed down, Japanese MMA turned into two different federations for the most part. They I think I know what you're talking about. And then they, tur- then they turned into Ryzen, uh, Ryzen Fighting Championships. And Ryzen Fighting Championships had this one judo player. He was, um, I can't remember because I, I thought I looked him up. I might have not looked him up. But he was a Ryzen Fighting Championships. I can't remember if he was a light heavyweight champion or middleweight champion. Mm-hmm. And he was, a, he's the, oh God, if you could. He beat Eliadis for the world championship. So if you see this video of a judo of a Japanese judo player beating Eliadis for the world championships, it's him. And um, so he went to MMA and he wasn't super popular. People, he was a very big counter fighter. So that's why he wasn't super big. Everyone was, remember when he first came out, people were comparing him to Ishii. But Ishii, people loved his style because Ishii was just a big thrower. He would go in, just toss people. Where him, he was more of a counter guy, more methodical. He had a great Uchimata. But yeah, so um, he went to MMA and he fought at Rise at um, uh, Ryden Fighting Championship. He fought there, and during all his fights, the American commentating team would talk about how his family hated him doing MMA, and how his family would always be like, "He needs to retire. He needs to stop." Because like, they would do like those the Japanese videos. They would just do the things about like them with their family yeah. at home, just like yeah. the, the translations. Yeah. Was his dad always being like, he needs to retire from MMA. He's not a fighter. He needs to come home and be a fisherman like the rest of his family. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just one of those things like, you know, he's a world champion judo player, okay? On the Japanese team, world champion. And his dad is still like, he needs to be a fisherman. Not he needs to stick to judo or he needs to become a judo coach or something. <laughs> no, he needs to be a fisherman. So I wonder if that's what he's doing now. Like, I, I really enjoyed his fighting back yeah. then. But um, his last fight, I remember watching, he got knocked out by um by Gegar Musasi in mm. Dream. And they had one of those cross promotion shows. Got knocked out by him. But yeah, some people they don't they don't even do judo when they retire. Mm-hmm. They become fishermen. 
Yeah. You know, it's a terrible story. I feel so bad because <laughs> <laughs> I liked him a lot. I liked him. I thought he was a really good fighter, but you know, it's yeah. just weird. I mean, first videos of their dad being like, he needs to become a fisherman. He's personally, my mom, my mom calls me and says, I spend too much time at the dojo and you don't spend enough time at the dojo. Well, she was like, your wife's going to leave you. And like, <laughs> she's saying, I spent too much time at the dojo. I, I, I should like, just give up. I don't get paid to teach. So I should stop teaching. And like, you're not getting paid. Your body's going to get beat up. I was like, Oh, I enjoy it. And it's, mm-hmm. it's good for me. So yeah. It's the love of the martial art, man. Yep. Just how it is. All right. Is that what you're talking right. about when, you're, when you retire? When I retire, I'm going to do more judo. That's why I'm <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Just keep teaching. Build those beginner classes up. Build those kids' yep. classes up. <laughs> yeah. Got to have right. more training partners. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. <laughs> so, Anthony, anything else you want to talk about today? I think, that, I think that's it. All right. So do the do you want me to do the outro or do you want to do it today? No, you go ahead. You want me to do it? You sure you don't want to do yeah. it today? I, I think I'm good. You're good? Oh, man, this guy. Okay. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. You can follow us on YouTube at the Tommy Talk. You can follow us on Instagram at the Tommy Talk. If you want to send us any emails about questions, things you want to talk about, things you want us to go over, you can go ahead and step at the Tommy Talk at gmail.com. You can follow me at the Jared underscore Juan at, on, uh, <laughs> at Instagram. You follow Anthony at Anthony Throws on Instagram. Is that it? Yep. Did I forget anything? No. I know it's so hard about it. You can do it. I, I just kind of lost my voice from yelling at the kids last week. So. <laughs> you don't yell at them. You just punish them with hard. I, I'm not yelling at them. I just have a low voice. So they ignore <laughs> me unless I raise my voice. So I, I can't. I can't even do karaoke. Like I sing one song and then like I'm, and I'm my done. Voice. So yeah. <laughs> no screamo for you. Nope. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you. To see you guys next time. Peace out. And Anthony, don't forget to slap the mat. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs>